Hello, everyone. I'm Caleb. And I'm Joey. And welcome back to Two Preachers on a Podcast. We're so thankful that you decided to take some time today to join us in another study of the Word of God. This is episode number six of this particular podcast, um, hosted by the ministers here at the Roanoke Church of Christ, and we're grateful that you decided to be with us today. Uh, We wrapped up. Um, our entire, I guess, first five episodes of kind of our first series, um, talking about the question of why so serious. And we looked at several different things about, uh, th- things that we need to take very seriously, things we need to, um, things that are pertinent, uh, to, to our daily lives and things we need to make sure that we're thinking about. Um, and today, going forward, uh, throughout the rest of this month, we are going, uh, to be looking at a different question. And this is this question of what does that even mean? Um, I think it's, a, again, another important topic, another important Important, uh, direction of, of where to go because oftentimes when you look at the Church of Christ, um, there or even just I guess maybe in a religious world, there are terms that are used, um, phrases that are thrown around, and sometimes we maybe get in a habit of just saying them, but maybe not really thinking and understanding what does that really mean? Why do we say that? What do we, why do we do what we do? So uh, today, as we begin this one, I couldn't think of a better way to start than talking about the word Christian. So. What does that even mean, talking about the word Christian? And I think it's important to start here because, you know, there are a lot of people in our world who consider themselves to be Christians or deem themselves to be Christians. Um, and I think it can be hard maybe to differentiate between what a true Christian is and maybe uh, the fact that there are some people who call themselves Christians but aren't really Christians. So let's begin kind of just uh, laying some groundwork here. Joey, what is a Christian? Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, so uh, I guess I'll deviate from really what a preacher ought to do here (laughs) and go to the dictionary. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll just start there. We'll not end there, but let's start there. (laughs) And so the dictionary basically says relating to or professing Christianity or its teachings. And so a Christian is one who believes in the principles and adheres to the principles of Christianity. Sure. I th- I think were you going to say something? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So I I think this is probably a maybe an unorthodox place to go to answer this question, sure. but uh, it appealed to me at least in my mind in the way that I think. And I I went to Acts chapter 26. You might remember yeah. that's where Paul is before King Agrippa, and he he's reasoning with Agrippa there, and he and he be, begins at like verse nineteen and says, "Therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but cl- declared first to those in Damascus and in Jerusalem, and throughout all the region of Judea, and then to the Gentiles that they should repent, turn to God." and do works befitting repentance. And then he goes on and he gets down to, let's say, verse 23, and he outlines the fundamental principles of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He says that uh, Christ would suffer, that uh, he would be the first to rise from the dead and would proclaim light to the Jewish people and to the Gentiles. And then, you know, most people remember that's uh, where uh, he made known this defense and he was accused of being beside himself and uh, much learning had made him mad. But then at verse 25, uh, he says, I'm not mad, most noble Festus, 
but speak the words of truth and reason. And then at verse 28, Agrippa says, you almost persuade me to be a Christian. And so you have to think about everything that built up to the point of Agrippa saying, you almost persuade me to be a Christian. So what did he say? Well, he proclaimed the gospel, the fundamental elements of which are the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and then our adherence to the teachings of Jesus, among which is repentance, turning to God, and doing works befitting of repentance. So when I think of Christianity, I think of a follower of Christ, obviously, but that's one who's heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, what it requires of them in order to receive the benefits of it, and that they do that, among which is repentance, turning to God, and doing the works that are befitting uh, that that choice and decision. Yeah, and I think you're exact. You're exactly right. Absolutely right. And I think it's interesting too when you think about this concept of um, what exactly a Christian is. Um, like we kind of talked about before, there's a lot of people in our world who call themselves Christians, but that doesn't make them Christians. You know, I could. I, I love to play golf, but I could. You know, I could call myself a, <laughs> a PGA Tour pro, but that doesn't yeah. make me one, right? Um, and well, in your mind, <laughs> right. Um, so it, it, you can you can call yourself one all you want, but if it doesn't reflect in your actual life and in what you do, um, then it doesn't really matter. So kind of along the lines of what you're saying, you know, it's, it's more than just someone who professes Christ, you know, to be in their life. Um, you know, that, Matthew seven twenty one, uh, Jesus talking about those who who say Lord, Lord. Um, not everybody who, who professes that is going to. Uh, end up end up making into heaven right. uh, and it, it's more than someone who just simply believes in God too because again there's a lot of people who believe in God um and I guess even further than that there's a lot of you know we know a lot of good moral people too in our world right um, yep. a lot of people that um you know make fundamentally sound decisions they are um you know th- they're right in their way of thinking um but just perhaps maybe in in, in terms of religion and um you know, different things like that is where they get it wrong. Um, so, you know, it's just more than that, but like, kind of like what we've been talking about already, it's somebody who has studied um, and that study has led them to faithfully obey, you know, in, in obeying the gospel um, and then faithfully living in accordance with the scriptures right. beyond that. Um, right. So I think there's there's so many things involved in it and it's not just someone who who claims to be a Christian um, it, it be, and that they are a Christian. That, that's not exactly how it, how it works. So as we're talking about Christianity, what does it look like to be a Christian? What does, um, I think this is a good segue into this, what does the life of a Christian look like? So if we're talking about not everybody can be a Christian, only specific people, well, what does that look like? Yeah, another great question. And uh, I would, I mean, just a you know, simple answer is it looks like someone who is a disciple of Jesus Christ. Right. You know, if you have a leader who professes a an approach to life or whatever uh, approach to business, then and you like that and you adhere to it, you will often refer to yourself as I'm a disciple of this person or this way of thinking. Well, Jesus came into this world. He preached the words of eternal life, a message that we are to hear and to follow. And the life of the Christian should mimic or imitate those teachings. That's what Paul said in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. Right. I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me in the life 
which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So I I would say, you know, to begin with, it looks like someone who is a disciple of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Someone's life um, that mimics the way Christ lived his life um, while he was here on this earth. You know, uh, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1, Paul said, imitate me uh, as I imitate Christ. I I think about the life of a Christian being someone um, who looks different, right, from the world around them. Uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2, talking about not being conformed to this world, but being transformed uh, by the renewing of your mind. I think about someone who is who has been called out, right? That's the, where the word church uh, in the Greek come from. Uh, talk about the word ecclesia there. First uh, Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, you know, talking about how we are a uh, a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, uh, peculiar people. Um, essentially, when we talk about the life of a Christian, um, what does that look like? It looks like someone who is living their life in harmony uh, with the gospel um, and someone who has a focus on heaven, right? Colossians chapter 3, uh, really 1 through 4 there. Yeah, Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8 begins, let this mind be right. in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And then he talks about the humility, the sacrifice uh, that uh, Jesus demonstrated uh, on our behalf. I would also say this, uh, what does the life of a Christian look like? It It's not always rosy. Mm, absolutely. You know, if you look in the Bible for the word Christian and you get the couple of incidents of where that word is used in the New Testament. One of them is in 1 Peter 4.16, where Peter says, yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. And so depending on where you live in the world, depending on uh, what time you live in, being a Christian may be very difficult. And being, you know, looking like a Christian may look like suffering for what you really uh, believe in. Right. When you look back, you know, throughout the first century, um, you know, all of these first century Christians who who faced, you know, difficulties, hardships, many of them faced death and succumbed to death um, because of their life as a Christian. You know, uh, what is it, 1 Timothy 3.12? Um, or is it? First Timothy three twelve, yea, and all who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Um, you know, we're going to go through trials and difficulties and struggles. There's going to be storms in life, but if you're living the life of a Christian, that also means that you gain access to a lot of other blessings that no one else has, and those are what allow you to be able to make it through um, through those difficulties. Um, right. Here's number three: Can just anyone call themselves a Christian? <laughs> yes, they right. do it all the time, right. right? But I think what you're getting at is that saying it does not make it. So just like, right. you know, I'm a professional golfer. <laughs> That's not so. Right. You're talking about me, right? right? <clears throat> or I could call myself a song leader. That's not so. <laughs> just saying it doesn't make it so. Correct. If it, if it did, I think if you go back to Agrippa, Agrippa could have just assumed that that identity. Right. Right? Because it's interesting. Paul connected Jesus with the proclamation of the prophets and then later asked Agrippa if he believed the prophets. And then Paul said, I know you believe. And so he, if he did believe, you know, incidentally, is which what the majority of the religious world says is all is necessary in right. order to be a Christian— you know, that was not enough to make Agrippa a Christian because 
he eventually says, you almost persuade me to be a Christian. Right. He wasn't a Christian. And he had sen- some sense of understanding and belief of what the prophet said relative to Jesus and the mission of the Messiah. So just saying it doesn't doesn't make it so. I say, I think simply stated, a person must obey the gospel of Jesus Christ to become a Christian. And that is the positive result of preaching the gospel. People obey it. And as Christians, they are added to the church that Jesus established. Yeah, I think I think that's exactly right. When I think about the gospel, obviously, and I think about God Himself, obviously, no partiality, right? So, First uh, Timothy two four, Second Peter three nine, other places. So, can just anyone call themselves a Christian? Yes, anyone. People do call themselves Christians all the time, and anyone can call themselves a Christian, but not everyone um, can. I guess, be a Christian in the sense of there has to be a criteria that's met, right? Um, obviously, talking about the gospel plan of salvation, hearing, believing, repenting, confessing, uh, baptism, and then faithful living once that has happened. Um, so can just anyone call themselves a Christian? Yes, uh, but a criteria has to be met in order for them to be able to do that. Uh, what's the benefit of this? You know, Obviously, a great emphasis is, is placed on be, being a Christian. What's the benefit of that? Well, salvation, right? Right. So when you obey the gospel, you're forgiven of your sins. You're a child of God. Uh, You come into the family of God. You have brothers and sisters who are like-minded, who are uh, obligated to be, and not just obligated, but should be motivated out out of love, worth, and value to be a supportive family for you. Which, you know, for most people who've grown up in in an environment where they they enjoyed the nuclear family and had a stable home environment, getting the real sense of spiritual family might, you know, it might not, I'm not saying it doesn't, but it might not resonate sure. well with them. But if you take someone who's been brought up in a home where, you know, there there was abuse, where there was trauma where there was instability and then you introduce the idea to them that when you become part of God's family you have an environment of ideally of stability right where you have family people who love you people who love you more than their own physical sure. family and are who are going to help you that you know that's the benefit i we don't always live up to that, but uh, that that doesn't make it not so, right? right? That's right. what we should be enjoying in the body of Christ. That's what each of us should be striving for, and that's a great benefit. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, like you mentioned, salvation, you know, I guess the kind of the glaring one that stands out, but ultimately what that salvation allows for us in the end, right? That being a hope for a home in heaven. Jesus talked about that in John 14, him going to prepare a place for us. There's there's an opportunity for that. Um, you think about Ephesians 1 and verse 3, um, with, within being a Christian, you are found you found yourself inside of the church, the church being the same thing as the body of Christ, and then there being all of these great spiritual blessings there um, and it, 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 within Jesus Christ. Uh, we talked about this earlier, talking about you know the difficulties and the storms of life that you that that you 
go through, being a Christian, we know that there's something beyond that. There's the light at the end of the tunnel always in every single situation you go through. Um, and as difficult as it might be to see that, there is something on the other end. Um, there's an opportunity for growth and for improvement through that. Um, and so you can certainly, you know, use it, use the, the situation as an opportunity for good. Um, and then, and then kind of like what you mentioned there at the end, ha- having a, a spiritual family, having brothers and sisters who, are battling the same enemy who are going through ups and downs, you know, just like you are not necessarily the same ups and downs, but going through ups and downs um, and being able to share those experiences with one another and then being able to to lean on them and to bond with them over that. Um, but then ultimately having the same father and the same creator, the same comforter uh, as 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 all of these other Christians. Um, so there's certainly a lot of blessings in uh, within being a, someone who is a true Christian. So yeah. Obviously, it's important. We've talked about that um, over the course of this particular episode. As we get into this final section, uh, our toolbox time, how do I become more faithful as a Christian? Um, And a couple of things come to my mind immediately. Uh, One of them being, in my mind, just how do I become more faithful? Well, I have to be able to grow closer to the one who has called us to be Christians in the first place, that being God. Well, how do I go closer to him? Well, through study of his word. So if I am in in the word day in and day out, then that is what helps me uh, become more faithful because then I'm seeing what does God want me to do? How What does the life of a Christian look like? Well, I know that through my study of the word of God. So to me, that's something, you know, right off the bat that kind of jumps out at me, um, being someone who, uh, who, who is, who who wants us to succeed, um, and he's given us a manual or a playbook in, in some sense uh, to to study and to know exactly how we must proceed from there. Yeah, that's excellent point. Appreciate that very much. Um, toolbox time. Thinking about things that would help us to be uh, better Christians or faithful Christians. I came across a, a saying in some of my counseling reading this week, and it it was. Neurons that fire together wire together, <laughs> and I think about that as as Christians, right? If we fire together, yeah. okay, it, in our worship and spending time with one another, I I think you could apply that same principle. We wire together, we become closer, and the closer we are, uh, the more congruent we are in our thinking and in our practice, the more help we are to one another. Absolutely. So if I'm a person who is is delinquent in my attendance and participation in the activities of the church, especially worship, but not just worship, Bible class and other activities that are designed and intended by the leadership of a congregation to edify and strengthen me, it it is going to be very difficult for me to grow and to be strengthened as a Christian if I don't avail myself of those those opportunities. Absolutely, yeah. No, you're you're exactly right. Um, I, it's it's so important to understand uh, the idea of unity, being uh, knit together as one group. Um, and I, you you I think you you know. There's a lot of problems and issues that you don't ever even have to face, right? right. If you are a unified body of people, um, strengthening the relationships you have with your brothers and sisters. Um, obviously, I think prayer um, is one of the greatest blessings that we've been given. Um, that certainly benefits us um, in our faithfulness as a Christian. Um, and then, you know, ultimately, I think, you know, 
understanding that where our focus needs to be in this life. If our focus is on is on heaven, then that's going to reflect in our life choices. It's going to reflect in our decisions, and I think that's extremely important uh, for us to uh, for for us to understand. So, so uh, anything else? No, certainly. Uh- Great thoughts. Yeah, certainly a great episode. One that's very uh, practical, very uh, uh, applicable to to each of us um, as we are striving to live uh, Christian lives. So certainly appreciate you, Joey, uh, yeah, taking the time to do you this. Um, appreciate you all for, for listening to this particular podcast. Uh, look, looking forward to coming together again next week uh, as we look at another uh, another question. Uh, we always say this at the end of each of our episodes. If you're ever interested in visiting the Roanoke Church of Christ, certainly you can uh, do that. You can find all of our, our service times and also our, our uh, our physical address in the show notes below. Uh, if you can give this uh, give this show uh, a share, a like, uh, you can subscribe to it. Uh, certainly that would help us. Hope that this has been beneficial to you as it's been, been beneficial to both of us in our study and in strengthening our faith. Looking forward to being with you next week. Until then, may God bless.